Hey, teacher mama. If you are listening to this episode today, maybe you've never really been involved in anything faith related, or maybe you have, but you've had a bad experience and kind of gave up on the faith. And maybe you're neither and you're sitting pretty good faith-wise right now. Well, this episode is for you no matter which one of those categories you fit into. I had a major download on Sunday after a very, very frustrating experience at a new church, not the church that I normally go to, but a new church because we were out of town. And I wanted to share because this is not the first time that this has happened to me. And I figured that if this has happened to me so many times, it's probably happened to others as well. And it can feel very discouraging when you're trying to develop or continue to have that relationship with Jesus. I also want to add in here that if you ever have your full on teacher hat on when listening to these episodes where we're talking about our faith, you know, that one where we're not allowed to talk about God in school, that's the teacher hat that I'm talking about. Then I want you to remove it. And I want you to just put this hat on as a either faith-filled woman or a woman who is looking to get into the faith. And anytime we talk about this stuff on here, because we don't just speak to the teacher on this show. Hopefully you figured that out by now. We speak to the mom, the wife, the friend, the sister, whoever you are as a whole human being. And Jesus should be present in all those areas of our life. Yes, even at school. And just because we can't talk about him in the classroom, it doesn't mean that we can't act like him. So I really hope that my story today brings you hope if you have struggled with your faith in the past, or maybe it's just a reminder to everyone that no one is perfect, even Christians. (laughs) We all sin and we can't let people who sin against us be the reason to interrupt that relationship that we are trying to have with Jesus. Hey, Teacher Mama, welcome to the Teacher Mama's podcast. Do you want to feel rested and have more focus in the classroom and at home? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for motivational quotes, ways to keep students' attention, or creative ways to relieve stress? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel exhausted and inefficient when behaviors continue to show up in the classroom and you find yourself taking work home again? Hey, I'm Ashley. And I'm Roberta. We too felt exhausted and wished for less behaviors and more time to do the things we love outside of school. We wanted to live more energetic and balanced lives and keep work at work. But we kept telling ourselves we didn't have enough time or energy until we found some time and stress management strategies that worked for each of us. In this podcast, you're going to find health, routines, and mindset tips so that you will feel energetic and not exhausted. So go grab your favorite drink and a notebook and your favorite pen because we're about to dive in. Hello, Teacher Mama. Ashley and I are personally inviting you to book a planning period productivity coaching call with us in as little as 20 minutes 
we can help you find solutions to make your prep times work in a way that's best for you. This is not cookie cutter. This is individualized based on your classroom, on your needs. So go book a call at bit.ly forward slash planning period coaching. Again, that link is bit.ly forward slash planning period coaching. Now back to our show. Okay, you guys, if you are anything like me, you go to church and you listen to the readings and oftentimes you feel lost because you're like, I have no idea what just happened. What is going on? What is the setting here? Where did Jesus come from? Where did he, where is he going? Who are these people that he's talking to? Are they good? Are they, are they evil? Like what, what's happening? Yes, this is, this is my brain all the time. I even read, or I did the Bible in the Year podcast. If you guys have not checked that out yet, I highly suggest you do. And please do not feel pressure to get it done in a year. I think it took me two and a half years. And if it takes you even longer, well, then it takes you even longer. You guys, the reason I love that podcast is so much is because Father Mike gives me, forgive me, but he gives me the stupid people version afterwards. <laughs> like... I don't understand what's happening. So, um, you know, like the Bible was translated from a different language. So sometimes stuff doesn't compute in my brain and it's all historical, which you guys, I already hate history, like hate it. It is my most loathed subject in school. Like if, if I were to be if I were to pick the worst teacher that I could be, it would be a history or a social studies teacher because I can't pay attention. As soon as it starts happening, I'm like total off in la-la land. So um, what I have to do in church is I have to be reading. And if I'm at a church that they don't have the book that we're normally reading out of, um, like, for example, I go to my mom's church and they don't have the books there. They just put all the music up on the screens, but they don't have anywhere to read out of. So if you wanted to read, you'd actually have to bring your Bible, which I'm never prepared enough to be able to do. So I'm usually lost even more so than when I'm not. <laughs> so anyways, I have to like go in and research and like get get the commentary from other people. So that's kind of what I did here. I went in and I found a preacher who explained this passage much better than I can. So I'm going to give you like the layman's terms after this. I'm going to read it first. It is uh, the faith of a Canaanite woman is the name of the passage. And it is from Matthew 15 verses 21 to 28. So again, I'm going to read it for you, and then I'm going to kind of give you the layman's terms afterwards, and then I'm going to give you my story and why, how this all comes together, okay? So, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. 
He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Okay, so lots of things going on really quickly. Jesus came from Israel in this passage and he is off in a different land. So that's where he is replying, like, I was only sent here to heal the people of Israel, not you, you Canaanite woman, right? <laughs> and then because her faith is so strong, he says, okay, your wish is my command, basically, right? You have great faith. You come from a, a village of Canaanites who most of them did not have great faith, um, but she did. And so he grants her wish. He heals her daughter. And she is this outsider that I often feel like. And I think that most of us feel like, too, if we are new to the church or if we've become lost in our faith. And so she's kind of who I'm going to be reverting back to when I'm talking here. Okay, so... Jesus tells us that we are to be disciples of all nations and be accepting of all, just like he did in this chapter with the Canaanite woman. At first, he wasn't so sure, but as she expressed her faith to him, he granted her wish, right? Um, when we do all things through God, whether that is being a wife or a mom or a teacher or a friend, we are giving glory to God in everything that we do. So... We, even if we're like among people who are like the Canaanites and not very faithful, we can still be that Canaanite woman who is expressing faith in Jesus, right? So maybe you're from a different nation like this Canaanite woman. And when I say nation, I mean, you feel like an outsider, right? And you've been curious about the church and seeing what it's about. You don't yet have that deep relationship with Jesus because it takes time. And I have really been working hard on this the last year for sure. Um, but last couple years and before that, it's just been kind of like on and off with my faith. And I've really like taken it to the next level these last couple years. And it takes time. You guys, like it doesn't just you don't just sit down and pray and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like Jesus is the best friend, right? Like, no, it, it takes time. You have to make time for him and develop the relationship with him. So it's okay. And you can learn and be even just a little bit more like him by eating those table scraps or in those layman's term, learning bits and pieces here and there. So you don't have to go all in all at once. And I think that's kind of like what a lot of us feel like when we are, I'll just say outsiders, when we feel like outsiders, we feel like if we want to be a part of the church, we have to like go all in and be a hundred percent and be that holy and faithful person all the time and never screw up and um, that's just not true. Like, that's not how God came to his people at first. Like, he came to them and they were all, like, very sinful. And I remember reading or listening to the Bible in the Year podcast 
a long time ago in the uh, Old Testament. And there's so many things in there that you're like, wow, why did, why did God allow that? And it's because they were all so sinful that if he were to take all the things that they were doing that was full of sin away all at one time, they would have felt lost. It would have been like taking a part of that, like taking all of them away and they wouldn't even know what to do. So he was very gracious and he worked on one thing at a time. And like, that's what we have to feel like too. Like we, we are sinful. We're all sinful. We're all humans. We're all broken. Right? So if we just take little bits and pieces and work on little bits and pieces at a time, it's not so overwhelming then. So I was once this Canaanite woman. And like I said, I, a lot of ways still am. I think Jesus moved this whole situation over really well, but unfortunately they don't always go this way for newcomers to the church or the faith or even people like me who aren't quote unquote the perfect Christian, right? So I want to offer you hope if you have had a bad experience with the church. We often have this perception that Christians who go to church should have it all together. They should be just like Jesus 100% of the time. And what we don't often think of, especially those outside of the church, um, is that the reason that Christians go to church is to be forgiven for their sins from the previous week because we are all broken. So, and you know, that's just, that's what humans are. We are broken and we sin. That's what we are. And we go to church to get our sins forgiven. So outsiders can come into the church with this perspective of Christians, like they are supposed to be perfect. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and of course, it's not true. The only perfect beings in the vicinity of us are God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So unfortunately, there are also some Christians who believe that they are a bit more perfect than they are and that it's their way or the highway which makes it hard for them to be welcoming of newcomers from the outside world. I'm using a lot of this in quotes, you guys. I'm not saying you're an outsider. I'm just like, that's how we feel, right? Um, and when I say outside world, I mean outside the church. Um, or it can make them act like they are better than those who don't quote unquote fall in line right away. Okay, so I've had this experience many times and I have heard of a lot of other people having this experience many times too. And I think this is what, this is what makes us want to not be a part of a church community, which I'm going to challenge that in a minute. So one of these times for me was this last Sunday, which was two days ago and <laughs> we were at a new church. And I'm going to tell you this story in case you have ever felt something like this happen to you so that you don't feel alone. But I also tell, but I, I also, I tell you this, um, because I can't let it deter me from the church or from Jesus. So I, I want it to be the same for you. So what happened? We were at this new church. There's no music and there's lots of crying babies, which I'm totally fine with children in church making noise. It was, I, I realized on Sunday, the reason, one of the reasons I love music so much and I'm, I'm in church choir, um, because I love singing and, um, I love playing the viola. I love music. One of the reasons is because it 
helps drown all those noises out for me. I have a really hard time focusing on whoever is reading or the priest when they are speaking when there is too much going on around me. And it was very, I almost had to get up and leave church because it was too much for my brain to compute. I was having a really hard time listening and then also having all these other distractions around me. For those of you that have babies and crying children in church, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be there. Please don't take it that way at all. This is my own issue, not anybody else's. So, um, we, I was already like on I'll just say high alert. It's not really like I was, I wasn't really it, just like my senses were heightened and everything because of that. And so then after church, this man came up to my daughter and my husband and I were standing there and he asked her, he didn't, I'll, I'll get, uh, I'll go into that in a second. But anyways, we were standing there and he asked her, did you take the Eucharist and put it in your pocket? And my daughter is eight for those of you who don't know. And I was like floored. <laughs> so my daughter just went through first communion. We just learned all about how important the Eucharist is, how sacred it is. It is actually Jesus that we are eating. Um, and so like, and, and they, you know, they teach you when you, when you get it, you put it right in your mouth. And so I was like completely floored by number one, this man accusing my daughter of this and number two doing it to her and not asking me or my husband and then he followed it up with well someone saw you do it so I had to come and ask and I was like are you kidding me <laughs> I was so frustrated I just I looked at her and I was like, did you put it in your pocket? And she pulled out her pockets and there was nothing there. And she was like, no, I put it in my mouth like I'm supposed to. And um, so then we walked away and I'm not good with confrontation to people's faces right away. And I, I almost, so then I'm getting ahead of myself again, but we were walking out of church and then I noticed that he was talking with a woman and they were both pointing at us and talking about our family as we were walking away. And I, I, that just like, that really sent me over the edge. And I was really frustrated at that point. I contemplated going up and saying something. And maybe I should have. I still don't know if I should have or not. Um, I am in the process of writing an email to the church explaining what happened just so that it doesn't happen to anybody else. And I'm doing it with love and, and all that. But um, he, you know, I, I, I feel like if I would have gone out to him in this moment that mama bear would have come out and I probably, my voice level probably would have not been at a sufficient level <laughs> for what a Christian outside of church should be like. So I held my tongue. I walked away. I got in the car. Um, and then we, I, we were driving to go canoeing after that. And, um, we get out of the car and <laughs> before I left, I text Roberta and she was listening and, um, she texted me back when we got to our canoe spot and I got out and I was, um, talking to my husband and it, <laughs> uh, it, it was a lot of anger and frustration that came out of my mouth, but 
I don't tell you this story to make you feel bad for me. Um, I'm past it now. I really only want to send this email so that it doesn't happen to other people because I am strong in my faith, but a prior version of me would have let something like that completely derail me and completely anger me to the point where I didn't want to go back to church. So that's why I'm telling you this story. Um, I believe we need to pray for these people. And I have, I tell you this because even though those two people had a part in ruining my church outing in that moment and for a couple hours afterwards, um, I wrote the email right away because it was kind of like a journaling exercise for me to get it all out. Um, I verbally expressed how angry I was at my husband who so graciously listened. <laughs> and then I, I journaled it out with Roberta too. So it, even though um, this this did ruin those couple of hours for me, it made my relationship with God much stronger. It strengthened my relationship with Roberta. It strengthened my relationship with my husband. And then I did lots of praying. And I even, like I said, I'm going to write them an email because I don't want others to feel that way either. Um, and then I also messaged our youth coordinator at church, and I wanted to see if she had any ideas on how not to let this happen at our church. Uh, she too then expressed that she has felt unwelcomed in different church communities, which made me feel an even stronger bond with her. So you guys, even though this was like a not great situation, there's lots of good things that came out of it. So my point here is that things happen in the way that they are supposed to because they can give you that stronger bond with Jesus, with God, and those around you. And if you've had a bad experience with Christians at church in the past or even outside of church, don't make that mean that Jesus is pushing you away or church is not for you or you might as well just forget it, do it on your own because that's how you've always done it. It may be a way to become stronger with Jesus and to find the strength to pray for those people who need it. So I really encourage you, you guys, this is just one incident in my life that has happened. There have been so many more. <laughs> so again, don't feel alone if this has happened. I think we just have this perception that if we go to church, everyone is going to be welcoming. Everybody is going to be lovely. Everybody is going to be just like Jesus. And that's just not always the case because we are human and we are broken. So I just challenge that perception for you and really want you to try again, even if it's not church right away. Maybe it's just adding in five minutes in the morning with God. And I have a, a whole morning. Uh, I don't remember what episode it was. I have a whole morning routine that I do with him. And even if it's just adding in five minutes at a time. Okay. So, but if you are really looking to give church another try, do it. There's probably lots of nice families at this church that you tried where you had this bad experience who you maybe didn't notice because of this one unkind person. If you've tried multiple times, maybe try a different church. You guys, it took us a long time to find a church that we love. And when I say a long time, I mean like four years at this new place well, I call it new, but at this house that we're at now, it took us like four years. We bounced around between like five different churches because we could not find one that we loved. You need to find something that works for you and your family and makes you 
feel like you're in a strong church community. So I really hope that this landed with you guys the way it was supposed to. I am not a preacher by any means. Um, so like I said, I'm going to put that link in the comments or I'm sorry, in the podcast description of explaining this verse. And I really encourage you guys, if you're reading the Bible and you're totally lost, just think of me because I swear to God, I am probably the person, the, I, I, I misunderstand most of what I read and I have to go listen to someone else explain it to me or read somebody else online how they've explained it like every time because I'm like what this does not make sense so if you feel lost just think of me you won't feel alone <laughs> all right teacher mama I am so grateful for you um I would love to hear if you've had bad church experiences send them our way or even better come into our Facebook group and share it with us we love using this group as a way to talk with you all or for you to share your experiences uh, or if you are working on like a new habit or a new stress management something and you need an accountability buddy like we're here for you we got this so come join our Facebook group bit.ly forward slash time and stress management and I hope you guys all have a fantastic rest of your day. Hey, Teacher Mama, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It lights us up to know this podcast is helping you. Also, please share this with a friend who might need it today. Okay, time to go spend all that extra time we have with our families. No more stressing out over schoolwork that didn't get done before contract time. We'll meet you back here in a couple of days for another episode. Bye! Bye.